Hi, and welcome to Ask Wardy. I'm Wardy, a wife and mom of three, lead teacher, blogger, and founder of traditionalcookingschool.com. I'm also the author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods. Ask Wardy is the weekly show devoted to answering your niggling questions about traditional cooking. Maybe it's your sourdough starter, your sauerkraut, preserving foods, broth, superfoods, or anything else to do with traditional cooking. You can catch Ask Wardy live each Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern, or through the podcast and video replays at askwardy.tv. And now, let's get to today's show. Welcome to today's Ask Wardy. I'm so happy you're all here with me. We've got a great question today, and it comes all the way from Ecuador. It comes from uh, Lucilla D. She says, I'm writing to ask you about the safety of using olive, olive pomace oil for frying. Here in Ecuador, coconut oil is too expensive and I'm looking for a healthier option. The olive pomace oil here is a little cheaper. Thank you very much for your help. Well, that is a great question, Lucilla. So basically, you wanna know about pomace olive oil and whether you can use it for frying, but I wanna back up a little bit and I wanna talk and just do some basic, so we're all on the same page here. What is pomace olive oil so we can all understand what it is? And does it have a place in a healthy kitchen? Um, where could you use it? Where shouldn't you use it? And then finally, we'll tackle the issue of frying. Okay, now I do have some experience with pomace oil and that'll be sure to come up in um, my, question, my answers to you. Let's start with the first thing, which is what is pomace olive oil? Is anybody here just um, in the comments, you can put a thumbs up if you've ever used or been exposed to pomace olive oil. So just put a thumbs up if you're familiar with it. Give you guys just a moment to do that. Um, I know there's a little bit of a delay, but maybe nobody's used it before. We'll see. Huh. Okay. So we're getting some no, a no from Vicki. All right. Well, this will be, and we're getting, I'm not sure I have, no clue, says Melissa. All right. No, says, can't read the name, Skeets. Okay. So a whole bunch of no's. So you guys, you're going to learn a lot about pomace olive oil today. Here we go. Murphy BT. I've used it for soap making. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Me too. That was the first time I heard about pomace olive oil. In fact, is I was shopping at Glory B in Eugene for soap making supplies and there was some pomace olive oil there and I picked up a gallon of it. And I asked them lots of questions and kind of what I'm gonna tell you today is what they told me. So let's start with what is pomace olive oil? Pomace olive oil is olive oil, This, by the way, this is from Wikipedia, is olive oil that is extracted from olive pulp after the first press. Once the mechanical oil extraction of olive oil is complete, approximately five to 8% of the oil remains in the pulp, which then needs to be extracted with the help of solvents, an industrial technique used in the production of most other edible oils, including canola, peanut, sunflower, etc. And again, that was from Wikipedia. So uh, that's a very good explanation there. And there's a couple things I wanna pull out and make sure you catch. So. The olives are pressed, and that's where you get the extra virgin and the virgin, you know, all the higher grades of olive oil. But there's five to eight percent of oil still left in the pulp, and the mechanical extraction can't get it anymore. So there's five to eight percent left. So then they use a solvent or chemicals, 
and or heat really to get the rest out. So to get five to 8% more oil out of the pulp. And it's really the same way that most um, industrial veggie oils are produced. So your canola oil, um, corn oil, you know, those are all solvent heat chemical extractions. And that is how pomace olive oil is extracted as well. Now, according to my research, extraction may also involve heat. I just mentioned that. So number one is, you know, just summarizing kind of the points about pomace olive oil. It's not cold pressed, so it's heat and or solvent chemical extracted. And you also should know that there's several grades of pomace olive oil. So initially you get a crude pomace olive oil and then they may do some filtering so you get a fairly pure pomace olive oil. And I think the pure is what you'd find in soap making supplies and people use in their kitchens as well. So, um, and finally, this is, has to do with, um, you know, olive oil is kind of a, there's olive oil councils and there's, you know, these associations that kind of set standards for olive oil. And we know in recent years, there's been controversy over the quality of olive oil, but according to certain associations and maybe the main one in the world, um, pomace olive oil cannot be simply called olive oil because it's not pure, because it would have the solvents and the chemicals in it. So according to them, you can't say it's olive oil because it's not pure olive oil and they have other things in there. So that's why you'll see it sold as pomace olive oil. And what that really tells you is there's been some um, non-pressing going on. There's been heat, chemical solvents involved. So you guys all on the same page? And you can let me know, um, maybe give a, let's see, let's take a poll here. Uh, so put a thumbs up if after what I've said, you would be comfortable using pomace olive oil for cooking. Put a thumbs down if you would not be comfortable using pomace olive oil for cooking. At this point, just on what I've said. And we'll keep it to cooking, forget about soap making. So let's do a quick poll in the comments. What do you think? Very curious here. Thumbs down, we got a wink wink. <laughs> Anybody else wanna chime in? You guys be brave. We got a thumbs down from Alice too. Melissa's saying no thanks. Another thumbs down. William and Mary thumbs down. Three more thumbs down. All right, <laughs> so we've got a bunch of thumbs down. So Lucilla, if you're watching now or you're probably watching later, um, that may give you an indication of where I'm headed with this, but I do have some good suggestions for you. So quick, quick question. <clears throat> what should and shouldn't pomace olive oil be used for? Well, as you can already tell from how I explained the process of making pomace olive oil, that I'm not going to recommend pomace olive oil for consumption, for you know eating internally for our human consumption, let alone frying. This is because the heat may have denatured the oil so that it's not healthy, and olive oil is more susceptible than other oils to rancidity, much more so than coconut oil. And coconut oil tends to be shelf stable for months, if not years. Um, <clears throat> So the two strikes it has really is the use of solvents and the heat that I think make pomace olive oil not a good option for human consumption. So you have, you have you know, extra things in the oil that may not be healthy for you, plus you also have the solvents and the heat that can denature the oil. Okay, now regarding uh, soap, because this has already come up already, I have now and then used pomace olive oil for, so make soap, for making soap. I feel it's an inexpensive choice and it does make a good Castile soap. Now, that doesn't mean I'm gonna say 100% is awesome because 
you know, our skin is an organ too. And if you have any kind of healing issue, you may not want to have those extra ingredients that are in pomace, olive oil on your skin because you will absorb them through the, your skin. So everybody has to make that choice. And I can say I haven't used pomace olive oil for years, probably like five years now for making soap. I just turned to other oils instead. But I'm not going to say you shouldn't. It's, it's probably a good choice if you don't have any huge health issues. <clears throat> so you guys agree? Uh, no on human consumption. We shouldn't be eating pomace olive oil and, you know, maybe depending on your healing situation for using it for soap. So let me know a thumbs up in the comments if you agree. <laughs> and I think I already see you are. And just waiting for some comments to come in. Yep, says Vicki. Good. Vicki agrees. Okay. Moms with Alice says, okay. <laughs> All right, so, but I don't want to leave you, Lucilla, without anything, and we're getting some more thumbs up coming. So what about frying? Because you asked about frying in particular. In general, I don't recommend olive oil, even good olive oil for frying at all. It doesn't really have as high a smoke, high a smoke point as other fats for frying, so it can denature um, and oxidize more quickly than other oils would at the high heat. Now, this doesn't mean you can't saute or oven roast with olive oil occasionally. I think you can keep doing that. Just keep in mind that extra virgin olive oil, now that's the first pressing, has the highest smoke point of the forms of olive oil there are, and that's at 400 degrees Fahrenheit. And so the extra virgin is gonna perform the best for you frying, but the downside is it's the most expensive. So whether or not you wanna do that's a question. Mostly myself, I would reserve olive oil for fresh uses and preferably extra virgin. So salad dressings, drizzling on hummus as a condiment. So wherever you can use olive oil fresh, that's where you would use it. <clears throat> I said I don't want to leave you hanging, so what would your other options be? Because you said, <clears throat> excuse me, you said that coconut oil is a bit expensive in Ecuador and that pomace would be an inexpensive option for you. Well, if you can't use pomace and coconut oil is too expensive, I want to give you some suggestions. So um, pastured animal fats. Normally, every region of the world has some pastured animal fat that would be abundant and cheap. I don't know what that is for you in your area. Um, is it pigs? Is it cattle? Is it goat? I mean, it's some kind of wild game. But I would ask around and try to get some pastured animal fat that you can render into, you know, tallow, large, smalts, whatever it is called for that particular animal. And that is going to be your best bet for frying because pastured animal fats have high smoke points. They are wonderful for frying with, and frying could be oven roasting, sauteing, deep frying, you know, all the various ways that you would heat oil to facilitate cooking. So I would research a pastured animal fat that's in your area that's abundant and inexpensive that you can render yourself into a fat, a pure fat. You might also look for um, expeller pressed or cold pressed um, veggie oils that have a high smoke point that might be inexpensive in your area, I don't really know, but two options for you would be grapeseed or um, avocado. And grapeseed's smoke point is 485 degrees Fahrenheit. Remember I said extra virgin olive oil was 400, so grapeseed is way higher. And then avocado is 480 degrees Fahrenheit. So it again has a very high smoke point. And a high smoke point means uh, it can go higher without denaturing without smoking and burning. Um, and I don't know what those cost in your area. Here, grapeseed is okay. Avocado oil is expensive, so I wouldn't 
I would use avocado sparingly myself in my kitchen. Um, so you're gonna have to look through and just decide what you can do in your area. So let's take a quick poll in the comments here. Um, what's your, if you do any kind of frying, high heat cooking with oils or fats, so in the comments, just chime in, what is your least expensive option in your area? Um, you know, the one that you find economical for your budget and where you live. And you could, you could you know, be specific to state or you could uh, just give a region like Pacific Northwest. So we're getting a coconut oil, we're getting a lard. Helen is saying lard. Okay, anybody else? What do you find most economical for these high heat uses of oil? Um, we're getting a coconut oil. Vicki says coconut, yeah. Okay, coconut oil from Azure in North Carolina. Great, thank you for chiming in so specifically on that. Um, we're getting a lard, okay? So coconut and lard are fairly common, it looks like here in the US. Melissa's tossing in a palm shortening and avocado oil, okay? Um, I make my own lard and tallow, yes. I mean, if you purchase it, like you can go to US Wellness Meats and you can get lard or tallow. Um, but if you render it yourself, it's way cheaper. Moms with Alice coconut oil at Costco, coconut in Oregon, coconut oil or lard says Carrie in Michigan, canola uh, in Houston says coconut oil. Thanks for chiming in with that, everybody. I wanna just end by saying that if you can do the animal route for your fats, it's really the healthiest overall, and I would definitely stay away from non-expeller or cold-pressed veggie oils. Okay, so if you're using avocado, coconut, I'm sorry, avocado, um, um, grapeseed, or other veggie oils, make sure to look for cold pressed or expeller pressed and preferably organic. All right, so I'm gonna wrap up by making sure you all know about my free traditional cooking video series. Inside Traditional Cooking School, we have two classes on the fundamentals of traditional cooking, fundamentals one and two, and actually in fundamentals two, we go in depth on fats, including this frying issue. But what I wanna offer you now is five free videos from our first class, Fundamentals, and you can grab those completely for free. It's a free gift from me at tradcookschool.com slash freevids, F-R-E-E-V-I-D-S, it's one word. Thank you all for being here, God bless you, and I will see you all again in a week. Thanks so much for joining me today. Here's what to do next. Ask Wardy wouldn't be possible without your questions, so please keep them coming. If you're on Twitter, tweet me at TradCookSchool with your question and use the hashtag AskWardy or send an email to Wardy at AskWardy.tv. To get the show notes, links mentioned, video replay, or even to catch up on past episodes of AskWardy, go to AskWardy.tv. To join the fun of the live video recording, be sure to follow me with the handle at TradCookSchool on the Periscope app or go to periscope.tv slash tradcookschool. We record live on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. That's 1 p.m. Eastern. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the Podcasts app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Ask Wardy while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop or laptop, go to tradcookschool.com slash awitunes right in your browser. And while you're there, please leave a rating or review. I love to read your comments and your feedback makes it much more likely that others who are interested in traditional cooking will find Ask Wardy too. Thanks so much. God bless you. And I'll see you next week.